Hey, I'm Dwayne. And I'm Jennifer. And together we're doing a podcast, Roots. The Unseen Life. Come on a journey with us. You'll produce a system of roots that will stabilize you and... Produce fruit. We're going somewhere. Come along with us. Hey, welcome to our podcast. Roots. The Unseen Life. Yep, here we are. And uh, uh, this recording of this, what's happening this week... Jennifer. Well, Duane, funny you should ask. We are <laughs> celebrating our 29th wedding anniversary. Mew deus, mew deus. My goodness. crazy. It's crazy. Because in my head, I'm 29. I, in my head, I'm 32, 35, mm. you know. Mainly because your body's breaking down. You think oh you're older gosh. than me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> uh, uh, Chloe, my middle daughter, and I, our middle daughter and I. Yeah, we have a child together. Yes, we have. Two others as actually. well. Um, we're, we're in Brazil. And right. one of the amazing parts of going to Brazil for me is I have a orthopedic doctor down there. Uh-huh. And so I have bone on bone in my knee. And so I my body feels like I am... 150? Yeah. So I just got a shot in my knee. So um, this little lube jelly stuff they put in there that makes it, helps it a little bit. So, but uh, no, yeah, I feel... I feel young, and so, but it's so shocking we've been married right. 29 years. Yeah, I agree. It really is shocking. But um, I don't, like, it took me a little bit to think about this, like, but I would probably say the best thing in my life yeah. is my marriage. To me. To you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, just, I think we've put so much energy into yeah. our marriage that, that it's just become a very rich part of my life. Yeah. And I I would agree. I I feel like you are the greatest gift that has ever been given to me. And do I keep on giving? Baby, (laughs) you keep on giving and giving and giving. No, I love what we've created. You know, I don't think we're experts on marriage, but we're experts on our marriage. Uh, Yeah. I'm not a great premarital counseling Guy. No, we're, um, we things have, are so intuitive. I mean, we have a we have a guy in our church here in Denver. His name's Scott. He's him and He's his amazing. wife, Scott and Lori. They're, you know, just I mean, they're good teachers on yes. marriage. Where yes. it's not, it's we are more intuitive in our relationships, right. and so it's hard to articulate um, to break down what we're doing right and give it away. That's more difficult for us. Yeah, it is. Um, but I I love our marriage. Yeah, I do too. And so I wanted to, you know, it was, I think it was actually your idea to do our this week on this, but our podcast. But um, I kind of want to talk to kind of different ones. So those that are single, yeah, and they're ready to mingle, right? I want to just reach out and talk to those people. Let's do some Christian speed dating, <laughs> and then also just those that are a little, um, you know, those just different seasons yeah. of your marriage. Yeah. And for me, I think you can always do a tune-up. Uh, absolutely. Like there's always like. Just even in getting ready and just thinking about this today, I have some areas that don't come natural, but I need to focus on in regards to our relationship. I've made a fun little list of areas that you can improve. I'll be giving to you on the actual day. You're going to bring them out? My gift to you will be criticisms of you and corrections. Okay, we haven't changed that. Okay, no, still rolling, still rolling, baby. (laughs) So I think um, when I think of being single, I remember I had a unique opportunity to travel with a leader in YWAM. Yeah. And I remember saying to him, I want to get married when I'm young. Mm. 
as in not 17, but like in my, in my early twenties, because I want to build something together. Right. And so I was a tenacious young man. Yes, you were. Was I? You were tenacious, baby. (laughs) So I set my sights on you. Yeah. And, and I pushed hard. Uh Well, I pursued you. You did. And I appreciated the pursuit. And when I got freaked out, you calmed down, which was helpful. You weren't a stalker. I want to make sure you know that. Well, I want other people to know I'm not a stalker either. Good. <laughs> but Your reputation is everything, <laughs> as it always has been. Okay. <laughs> um, but but I think the, the I knew just that I, I was very, very interested in you. And I yeah. remember you were in a different place than yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely set my sights on you. Yeah. And I was in a different place... I think because my parents had split up after 21 years of marriage, so and I'm, which is rough. Oh, so rough. I mean, unbelievable. Because you know, I was raised in a non-Christian family, and then they become Christians before me. You know, around my six, around the time I was 16. So I didn't expect this. Yeah. I, I, no way would I have thought after they gave their lives to the Lord and they started looking normal, and our family just. It just looked more like normal families. Right, right. And we were getting healthy, and, and for them to split up, my world was rocked. And I'm living in another country. My foundation, family foundation is broken, and I was independent. I was strong-willed. I, Me and the Lord, me and the Lord. Yeah. So to add another human being into that felt really unsafe and scary to me. Um and I remember, I a, a, a little bit before we started dating, I wrote in my journal, Lord, I, I may be ready for you to begin to orchestrate a relationship for me. That was a huge statement of surrender. Yeah. Because I wanted to, my goal, unlike yours, was... Oh, boy. <laughs> was to marry at 28, 30, 32. Yeah, because you were the independent. I was the independent. I was going for it. I wanted to take the world so that I came with something to offer because I was so afraid of becoming someone's property. Does that sure, make sense? Sure, and, sure. And I hadn't seen a lot of marriages that I wanted. You know what I mean? Sure. And so when we started dating, you know, I had said in my journal, I need you, whoever is going to be in this relationship with me, they need to see me as rare, as worth pursuing, worth fighting for, da, 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 da. And so that happened. I mean, I, we had, we had been hanging out a ton as just friends in groups, but I remember the day you called me and you made a plan for us to go out. I remember the day. And I'm like, I hung up and go, oh my gosh, I think that's a date. And oh no, is this okay? And I was nervous then for the first time. Where before we get together, we were buddies. We had so much fun. And so now it's a date. I had been accused of flirting, you know, in the last season of my life. And I'm like, oh no, what if he thinks I'm a flirt? Da, 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 da. So, so we go out. We go out. We're sitting down to eat. Just remind me though, I, I want to make sure I got the right restaurant. It was the one by Smerton's Inn down the alley, right? Yes, it was yes. Italian, though. Yes. Yeah, not the... It used the, to be an Indian. Right, whatever. not the Siranamese one that you love so much. <laughs> that it's like they chop the bone Total. into... Oh, I love that restaurant. <laughs> I know you do. But no, it was the Italian restaurant. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Halfway yeah. down that and road, so, that side road. 
I just say, because I've, I've always been black and white, direct and upfront. So I would. And things haven't changed. And things haven't <laughs> changed. This is who I am. So I say, hey, don't worry, Dwayne. People have been asking about us, but I set them straight and I said, we're just friends. And so the look on your face was funny. And I'm like, oh, gosh, he does think I'm a flirt. So I'm like, oh. And then what was going on with you? Well, I was trying to muster up some courage to right. uh, bring up the topic of you and me. Right. And would we want to, would you be interested in entering into dating? Right. So I, it took me a long time to muster yeah. up the courage. Like so, how long of a time? Well, I mean, we went to the restaurant and then was it two or three coffee shops? I, I think it was, it was at, three total. I mean, it was for sure two coffee shops. Get up, we walk a little bit. There was a, in, it's called the Dom, D-A-M. Uh-huh. It's not Dam, the Dom. The <laughs> Dom, Dom Square. square. It, but it was a circle. Yeah. And there was a. The center of the city of Amsterdam is a beautiful city, and there, there was, was a, a fair, fair with and rides, so, yeah, which is so, so random. We did the fair, and so then we're walking back, yeah. and it was like from the Dom Square to um, where I lived. It was probably 30-minute walk, yeah. probably total. So we're probably about 20 minutes in, and I bring up, he say, hey, do you, what about a future between you and I, or something like that. Have you ever thought about uh, us in a relationship? Okay, there you go. Don't don't mess this up, Dwayne. This is our story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, what did you say? And I said, "Why are you asking me? And why would I answer first? Okay. And then what did I say? Then you <laughs> said how much you liked me, how rare I was. You, I was amazing. I mean, just all the things I'd written in my journal, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is intense." And then you said, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. I need to think about it. <laughs> I don't. I, it's a dagger into the heart. I, the guy's it was heart. not my intention to be rude. It really wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to string this guy long. It was like, I really needed to go and pray and figure this out because this would be terrifying for my makeup. The independent girl. So Ooh. praise the Lord, you said yes. I did say yes. I remember that it was the next morning we got together. Yeah. Do you remember we were walking, we, we start dating, and we're walking, and our hands accidentally yes. brushed? <laughs> yes, I remember <laughs> and that. And you say to me, what are our physical boundaries? Yes, I remember that. And I say, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, okay. <laughs> I remember that. It was right across the street from, uh, that, that conversation happened right across the street from the port. Yeah. The, how, yeah, where I used that to That don't touch me thing didn't last forever <laughs> though, did it? <laughs> no, you couldn't keep your hands off. Oh, me. whatever. Um, but I think, um, that, that was a, I mean, it was amazing season. It was amazing. It was Amsterdam, terrifying and amazing. It was amazing. beautiful. We, um, we were, also, we dated when we were together in the same city for a season. Then I was in Budapest, Hungary, and then you came to visit me. Mm-hmm. So we had our dating experiences in two incredibly beautiful cities yes. in Europe, yes. which was amazing. But um, we got married. Right. But let me just back up for one second. I, Is this important? It's so important, Dwayne. You know that my words are a gift. <laughs> what, what I want to say, and I want singles to hear this, I didn't just know. I I think that's, for me, it's critical. Looking back, oh, I just knew. But at the time, in the midst of falling in love, I didn't just know that you were the one. Right, right. And I want to say that loud and clear because there are so many expectations. Oh, you'll just know. I didn't just know. It's like when you have a baby. Oh, you'll just, you'll know what to do. No, I didn't know what to do. I was terrified. And... I just want to give people permission so, for the process to happen. So, Jennifer, let me ask you a question. Oh, ready. I know the answer, but I feel like 
Um, she's just spitting out pearls today. So right? Machine keep Gun <laughs> Kelly over here. <laughs> um, is there just one person? No. There's just one person after you make a covenant. That's the one. Before that, I think there's hundreds of people you can marry. Because I think, especially in the Western mindset, we make everything about the romance. And, and I think there's something healthy about cultures that have arranged marriages. I'm not an arranged marriage person. I'm not doing that to my children. But they go into Wait, Chloe, it. I do have someone arranged for you. Right, and we'll talk about that later, honey. Or we'll do it on the podcast so she can't fight us. Um, <laughs> We're, wa- be watching for a big announcement. <laughs> Um, but there's anything can work. I mean, you put the effort into it. You put the time into it. You walk through, you walk by the spirit with the character of Christ. Love is a choice. You can make it work. Amen. And so there's so much romantic language out there. Oh, find the one, your soulmate. Well, that's pretty airy fairy. That's a little bit of a fairy tale because then the day after you get married, you wake up to a person who has dragon breath and that wasn't in the equation equation of your expectation. Yeah. And I think there's something healthy going into a marriage. Yes, I love the butterflies. Yes. They were amazing. They were amazing. I loved the and butterflies. And we were physically attracted to each other. We were compatible. It's not like I want this Jeffrey, mercy thing. you were smoking hot. Smoking hot dog. <laughs> but apparently beauty fades. You don't say that anymore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I think here's to me where women in particular stand on this. Once you say, I do, once you make that covenant, boom, he's the one. Yeah. Never question and it. And never open that door. Never ever, ever, open ever. that door. Never because look up the old boyfriend on Facebook. Because never. as as normal, I just, in, specifically how you feel the normality of being single. Right. You have the pain, perhaps, of uh-huh. wanting to be married, but every day is no, just normal. Yeah. Um, three weeks after your wedding day. It's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. And then r- sometimes I don't want, it's not, I'm not being saying this in a heavy, but real life sets in. Yeah. And then three years in, it becomes normal to you. And in the, in the mundane of life, you can never, ever open up the door to a possibility. Oh my gosh. Did I make a mistake? I mean, you can Was ask this the, the Lord's will. You can ask the question, did I make a mistake? But, but the answer is no. But the answer is you've made the you've made the choice. Yeah. And so now you've got to make this work. And I I I want to come out strong on this. God hates divorce. Yeah. You know, and saying this and just so that's where um You don't go into it with an exit plan. Never. And so that's where, you know, there's a, a balance between, okay, how long are we going to be engaged for? You don't want to have sex, so you want to keep the engagement on the shorter side of things. And the physical relationship is like a firecracker. Once yeah. you light that fuse, there is a time where that baby blows up. So you don't want to have premarital sex, but you also want to go, do I really know what I'm getting into? Right. I, I think it's wise to have a lot of voices speaking into the decision. I mean, people you love, people you respect, You need to have some honor. fights when you're engaged to know that you can resolve conflict. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. there's a lot to it, but... Um, I am so glad I made the choice, to, you know, that, yeah. and, and I'm going to say this too, and I've said this in the past, 
we got married when we were 22. I was so young and stupid. It How was by did the, we make a it was by the grace of God that I, you know, yeah. could, you know, but I, I have loved our marriage. And, and so, you know, it, it, you know, when you speak of compatibility, we are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So we have some phenomenal strengths. And some screaming weaknesses. But we don't see them. And we don't care. <laughs> we're happy. Ignorance is bliss, right, baby? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're ENFPs. We're, you know, live by the seat of our pants. And so you're eight wing seven on the Enneagram. I'm seven wing eight on the so Enneagram. So there's positives to that, but in our compatibility. So, so, because, but some people get married and they're not compatible right. so much. There's right. an attraction. Yep. There's 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 friendship. There's relationship. But personalities are pretty screaming different. Sure. And so in every situation, there's going to be challenge. Sure. And so I'm not one that says marry for compatible sake. I I would say there's some other foundational things, but in in the in the process, compatible like really similar or really different. I think that the choice is got to be, I think that physical attraction has to be there, part of it. No one marries someone ugly. I may think they're ugly, but they don't think they're ugly. (laughs) I mean, truly. So you think I'm I'm handsome? Oh, baby, you got it. Okay. Um, Shiny bald head. But also, um, for me, like this is a a Mm non-negotiable, is the spiritual commitment. 100%. And what are, Jennifer, what are the two things that you've passed on to our daughters? Well, uh, first, let me say the spiritual commitment thing first. To me, why that's critical, there has to be a spiritual compatibility, um, is that human love runs out. But if you're going to God as the source of love, then you get filled up, you get satisfied in him, and then you have something to give away to your spouse. Absolutely. Without that, that's really challenging yeah so my girls what i've taught my girls and i well have i taught my son this i don't know maybe he'll watch the podcast and learn something from mommy um i told them don't you don't marry someone um based on compassion you don't go oh i feel sorry for them he needs someone to believe in him and love him no and don't go into that compassion with being i'm gonna be the messiah and make him great. absolutely not do not do that no. The in great. Pray for that person. Get them in counseling. Find a mentor for them. But no, that is not a basis to approach a relationship. Because I think we've seen this happen. Yes. And the human will is in play. Yeah. And and issues in life are real. And so I've seen guys who have problems, they get into marriage, and he still doesn't want to fix his problems. Right. And so you now entered into an eternal, I'm not eternal, but a, a, a covenant, covenant. And this covenant is to last you till death. And so that... So I call that a covenantal prison now. Yeah, you're locked <laughs> into this. And so don't marry for compassion. No, then that, and that leads me right into the next thing I taught my girls is don't marry potential. Don't say, oh, they're going to be da-da-da-da-da one and day. And they have the desire to do that. They may be those things one day, but could can you commit to them today? The way they look today, who they are today, can you commit to that? Because that's what you're committing to. Yes. So and, do they have character? Yes. Are they godly? Yes. Um, you know, Do they have passion for the Lord? Yes. Those foundational traits, or do they lie, dishonest, and cheat? Yeah. Like, 
No, 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 no. But he wants to get better. I would not marry that. No. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Or she. Wait until they have a Because a lot of you women record. are super deceptive. Yeah, the, there's <laughs> a lot of bad ones out there, right, Dwayne? <laughs> bad egg. <laughs> I'm being stupid. No. no you're not. So I think that um, what has been... What has been some of the secrets of our of our our, our marriage for you and I? What do you? I, to me, it's our friendship, and and our humor. We love to banter and play, and it's our way. It yes. doesn't yeah. like some people look at us and go, "Ooh, no, not interested in that." Great, don't yeah. be us. Yeah. You be you. Yeah. And so I think of one of the games that we used to play. <laughs> oh Dwayne. my gosh, I can't believe you're going to bring this up. I'm, we would turn out the lights and we would throw things at each other and laugh until we cry. Because, you know, you would hit me with an apple or a shoe. You'd do the same with me, so oh, don't make 100%. me sound like the abuser. No, 100%. But it's like we're laughing and we'd go, who plays this game? Who does this to each other? Who throws things yeah. at each other in the dark? No, but then let's be honest with Let's be honest here. I'm hiding. We, I, oh, this is the last time we played this, this game. This is the last time we played this game. I'm hiding, thinking she can't see me, uh, but she can fully see me because with the light was behind her. Like the a moonlight shining in or something, something allowed me to see and you. And you throw a two-pound, five-pound? Two-pound, two to three-pound <laughs> bag of Skittles. And just knocks me in the head. And, and at first oh you're laughing because you're just like, how did you do that? And then I found out you could see me, and so we, the yeah. That, that was the last time we, we had to game. resolve that issue. But we've we play. And I would say, um, but you know, we had kids five years after marriage. Yeah. Now I'm not saying you have to do that. But I'm I'm really glad we did. I mean, for us, it worked. It worked really well. Um, and I think that, um, you know, the friendship thing for me is mm-hmm. is really I think been the best thing you yeah. know um, of our marriage because. I, I love our romance. Yep. Um, our children are just okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you've you, the best part of our kids probably is you most of the time. Um, we have amazing children. We've had incredible experiences as a family. Yes. Um, all of that kind of fun stuff. But we're in a very, you know, we're almost empty nesters. Yeah. You know, our kids are, you know, our oldest is married. Chloe's um, turning 21 soon. Elijah's 17 slash going on 18, and he's made it very clear the day he graduates, he's moving out of the house. So we're in a, but I'm not fearful of that season. Right, right. Like, I, I think I will miss our kids. For sure. They're they're good friends of ours, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid to be alone with you. Right. I'm actually going, hey, man, this is going to be fun. Yeah, we, yeah. we have some good t- yeah. days ahead of us. Yeah. I remember a memory that you shared that touched me so deeply we were living in Budapest at the time, and we were in Lake Balaton with our team, and, and you and I went out for a walk, and we skipped rocks. And later, you said, that was one of the best days of the year for me, hmm. just skipping rocks with you at, at the lake. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, that's easy. Mm. I mean, just the, the camaraderie we have, the, the just doing normal life is amazing. Yeah, And I like... I mean, I love exotic, believe me. Like, we went to Bali for our 25th, and I'm like, hey, can everyone send us money for our 30th? You know, I'm all about let's do something epic, <laughs> Yes, you terrifies are. you. You are. It stresses me out every time. I know. Time. We're going to do something epic. Don't worry. But the, the in-between bits are beautiful. 
the normal, the mundane, the common, building a history beside you and then looking back at all the history we have makes what we have together so rich. Yeah, and I think um, a friend of mine, his name is Mike Frank. Oh, actually, we're going to interview him. We're going to have him on our podcast. Oh, He's amazing. Have you talked to him yet? No, I will. But Put pressure on him, <laughs> everyone. But, but he... He taught me something, and I've failed to do this in different seasons of my life, but in relationships, he goes, it's like an ATM machine. If you don't put something into it, uh-huh. when you need to withdraw, there's nothing there. Yeah. And so I've, I haven't always done that well, but I think in our relationship, we've invested in the friendship and in the development of our relationship. Yeah. And, and so if you are married, you guys probably all know this, but you got kids, you're in the midst of it. Really, really, really take time to invest in each other, believe in each other, speak courage, mm-hmm. um, fight for their destiny. Um, I want to say, you know, um, the from a from a biblical perspective, I really do believe that the man is to be the leader of the home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that I've taken that role. I've tried to take that role very seriously yeah. before the Lord. And so one of the things, though, that is key to my definition of a leader um and just that you you clearly see in the leadership of jesus is that it is not about yourself right and what's shocking to me is jesus the eternal king and all of his glory um his kingdom he he came to serve with great humility slash meekness yeah and so um i i first want to say as a leader in the home um, I believe, and I, I can say this to with great co- conviction, in in leading in the home, mm-hmm. I think being the first one to humble themselves is is essential. Mm-hmm. So there's still room for you to grow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I think it's so necessary. Yeah, that aspect of I need to. Because if I will model, if I will go in humility, yes. then you will walk in humility. Right, but right. if I'm in self-preservation, yes. if I walk in arrogance and pride, yeah. it seeds all of that into our relationship. Right, right. And so I have endeavored, endeavored to walk in humility. And so one of the things that Mike Bickle, who um, you, you guys, he was on last week, um, he, he, I can't, I think he said this in a, a woman. On Mother's Day or something. Oh, he w- he was known in in the community, the church community, the incredible worth of a woman. That every message, Mother's Day, he, he would preach it. it, and every guy hated it because he beat the crap out of him. <laughs> and, but he said, um, "Leadership is the first, being the first one to apologize." Right. And I've never forgot that, and I've always sought to uh-huh. to do that in our home. Right. And I want to challenge all of you guys. Man, when you, in the midst of a fight, disagreement, argument, slash throwing cups across the room, <laughs> if you will be the first one to walk in humility, mm-hmm. it disarms the powers that be so yeah. that you can get to the heart. Yeah. And something that, Jennifer, you're amazing at and that we focused on is communication. Right. And I think that is, a, you know, in the leadership of things, communication using disarming language uh-huh. has has diffused our situations right. a lot. Right. Yeah. A, a couple things. One about leadership. Your leadership has served me well. Like you've gotten up 
underneath me and try to lift me up. And you've taken seriously my gifts and feel like you're there to help champion my gifts. And so, I mean, I'm a strong-willed woman. And you I'm like, not going to deny that. No, but you like my strength. I do. Because you want a partner. I do. You're not looking to dominate a woman. I, yes. And so that's a very different dynamic. Well, leadership to me, it's, it's, it's very much, I like to be, I like to do things in a team. Um, uh-huh. And so to me, leadership of our home is I wanting to plant a garden so that who's ever in my garden can prosper and grow. Right. And I, again, I haven't always done that well. Mm-hmm. But I've tried that approach mm-hmm. to create an environment where our entire home can prosper. Right, right. And what drives me crazy is, you know, um, our kids are about to leave our no, home. No, they're not. Don't say that. And I feel, like, I feel like, wow, I wish I would have known this, you know, 15 years ago. I wish I would have had this much insight 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. I feel, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. But um, for me, though, as a leader in the home, I have sought to um to really create that environment mm-hmm. um yeah and so but you've done well i'm not an oppressed woman okay <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's critical because like one thing i would say to women if they go on a date with a guy and the first thing he wants to talk about are those hard biblical passages about man oh, and sure. i'm like yeah. get out of that yeah. that's not you don't get it you look at those passages and you go, whoa, that's, that's a heavy burden on me to be able to lead appropriately because I'm supposed to submit, but you're supposed to love as Christ loved the church who laid himself down which is much, unto death. Which to me is much more challenging than submitting. Yeah. You know. And when you're trying to do that, submitting to you is easier. But I will say this, in 29 years of marriage, you have never, never said to me, submit. I mean, our approach with decisions yes. is I, I carry the responsibility of the final call right. on whatever money, house, you know, moving. We've moved a lot. So, but I, I've, but I've, I've never moved on with a serious decision when we're not in unity. No. And no. if we're not in unity and it's a big decision, I just wait. Yeah. Because I will not do something where we're not unified. Because you want my heart, not obedience. And I trust God in, I trust you and your heart to respond to the Lord. Yes. And I have felt some stuff before you have. Right. And I brought it up and you're like, uh, no way. Right. You know, I think there's a couple of times where that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just shows that I probably hear from the Lord a little bit better. But huh. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe because your ears are massive. <laughs> no, but I... I but I've 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 endeavored to go. No way, we're going to move together in unity. Right. And if we're not in unity, then I'm not doing it. Because it's partnership you're after. And the repercussions. Yeah. yeah I yeah. do something and you're miserable. Right. Now I've got a. Now I'm responsible for that. Right. No right. way. Right. No way. And I think early on in our relationship, um, I think you walked by one time and accidentally hit me, and I remember feeling that rage. And the Lord going, hey, he's not your brother. Because that was, that was kind of... Well, you got to tell me, she had five older brothers. Five older brothers who were always doing something. I mean, they love me. It's not like I'm going to say they were terrible. One brother honestly farted in my cereal most mornings. Okay, so that just leaves you a little bit angry as a child. So you accidentally bumped me and hurt me. And I, I was like, ugh. And the Lord says, he isn't trying to hurt you. And I remember going, 
oh, you're not trying to hurt me like ever. Even when you're talking to me about something we disagree about, the motive of your heart is not to hurt me. And that shifted me on the inside went, oh, well then, okay, he can say it wrong if I know the motive of his heart. Right. And I believe that the motive of your heart was not to hurt me. And that helped me communicate differently and not react so quickly to the things that you would say. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. I don't know what we were talking about before that. Well, talk about um, the hardest times of our our marriage. Okay. Um, You mean when you're cross-dressing? No. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't cross-dress. Anyway, um, for me, the hardest times in our marriage were probably when our children were small. Like we had moved from Budapest, Hungary. We're living in Kansas City. Um, and I didn't have history with anyone there. So I'm just your great wife and I've got a cute child and now I'm pregnant. So I went from being shoulder to shoulder with you in ministry because we had the same resume to our roles became a little more um, traditionally defined out of necessity. Like someone had to be with the kids. Someone had to, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And I was feeling... Uh, lost and like, I remember thinking, doesn't he miss me? Like you, we're not together all day anymore. We used to be together all day long and now we're not. And there was no interruption in your calling. Right. I just, yeah. But there was an interruption in mine. For sure. And so what do I do with these pocket full of prophetic promises? And now I'm just someone's wife and I've got some cute kids and uh uh-oh. And so it was never really about you and our marriage, but just that season and things I needed to learn to make peace with the season of life I was in and to not be mad at you. I remember I would be mad at you just for coming home because you got to do what you wanted all day. Oh, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like changing diapers and cleaning and, and meeting other women who are saying to me, Oh, motherhood is the greatest joy. And I'm like, is it? Is it the greatest joy? I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't that woman that dreamt about getting married or having babies. They, I ended up loving being a mother and still do, but it was such a, an abrupt change. I went through an identity crisis that I had to resolve with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk about the Lord speaking to you when I was in that season. Cause I, I like that story. I mean, it was a, it was an intense season, um, that, you know, and, and it just being in marriage when either spouse goes through a challenge, um, it's, it is, it, it puts strain on the marriage, mm-hmm. um, because your closest relationship that you see every morning, every night, is in pain or wrestle, and then so now what do you do? Right, and you, you want know? to fix it generally. And and typically I want to fix things, and so I'm I'm endeavoring to fix things, and and um, I just remember very clearly one morning, <clears throat> the Lord said to me, "Leave her alone," and um, and that that was a wake up call to me a little bit. Yeah, and I I 
I, I understood that the Lord had a process in your life. Yeah. And that I was to kind of, I was messing it up with all my ideas. Mm-hmm. And so it changed how I would walk with you. Yeah. And, and typically, you know, Jennifer wants to talk and express where she's at, and I'm already trying to help fix it. Yeah. And so that was, that was my way with you. And I found out, you know what, I just need to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. The Lord has his purposes. Yeah. And he's working his purposes in your life. Yeah. And that was um, necessary um, for me just to back off a little bit. Yeah. And it's also frustrating and challenging when your spouse, either way, you know, your husband or your wife is in the wrestle of their life yeah. and they're wrestling with some identity issues. And boy, did you have issues? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was asking deep questions of the Lord, like really deep Yeah, and could be life altering depending on how he answered. Yeah. And I, I felt alone in that wrestle, not because you weren't attentive, but because it wasn't your wrestle. You were in the season when there was so much favor on you, it was kind of ridiculous. And I was in a season of death and dying to dreams and finding God in the crushing. Yeah. And I'm watching you rise up like a hot air balloon. Yeah. And I just never imagined we would have a season where we weren't in the same place at the same time. Right. Does that and, make sense? And it was real. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was know. necessary. I mean, I look back now and I go, God, you're good. Mm, I needed that. that. That's beautiful. And it, it was a season where I was counted worthy of my calling. Right. Not that, oh, now everything's on pause. No, I'm going to find him in the mundane. Yeah. I'm going to find him in the broken and the ugly and the messy. Yeah. And I'm going to come out of this thing leaning on my beloved and still saying he's good. Yeah. And But that's that takes a lot of energy and a lot of tears to wrestle that through and still want to be an excellent parent in the process, not right. treat my children like they were a stumbling block to my calling. Right. You know <laughs> totally, what I mean? Totally. <laughs> like Absolutely. if it hadn't been for you children, I would be X, Y, and Z when actually the Lord in his wisdom gave me these beautiful children to serve, to learn how to die daily as I could see their beautiful faces. I mean, it's other people's crushing is way different. At least I had these beautiful little sparkly eyes to look at. And that was a good thing. I mean, it was amazing yesterday. Um, Chloe and I, when we moved, when we came back from Brazil on this trip, we brought back like four bags of stuff that we had left in Brazil. And there was a whole bunch of family photos. Yeah. And so we had a blast yesterday just looking at pictures of our kids in all different seasons. And yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. Little, a lot of fun, and I wish I could go back for just a day, a day or two, and, and just hold little faces for another minute, knowing it won't last forever. Our kids were cute. They, oh, my gosh. And they're so cute. So uh, as we're kind of winding things down here, um, if somebody's struggling in their marriage, yeah, what would you say? Not knowing the issues, but mm-hmm. just somebody struggling today, what would you say? Um, I would say pray for them. And ask God to give you his heart for them, to get his perspective, to see where they're at. To see what God sees. Yes. And if there's areas of unforgiveness, I mean, continually ask for the grace to forgive. Continually. And it may last a second, and then so then ask again. And then maybe it lasts two minutes, and then it rises up again, ask again. And try to communicate without explosive language. Try to communicate without those you always, you never. That's what Jennifer taught me. Don't say you always. 
Because I don't always. <laughs> she right. would say that to me. Yeah, to, to eliminate those inflammatory statements, try to own your stuff, own your response. But to me, prayer is real. It's not just a, a thing that we say we do. Prayer works. It changes things. It can change a marriage. It can, it can enable you, by the grace of God, to forgive when it feels like there's a mountain of offense that you can't get over. And it, it doesn't, sometimes it happens moment in a moment. So yeah. I believe in that. I totally. believe in those miraculous moments where everything changes. Absolutely. But sometimes it's the muscle of asking again and again and again. And then you look back and go, hey, it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. It changed. And, it, and it's a slow process and sometimes it's fast. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> um, my, 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 my. Idea. Oh, what would you say? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Okay, go ahead. Give us a nugget. Okay. Pastor. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, for me, it's um, ask for help. Oh, good. Is that a good one? Like from your wife? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when there's challenges, yeah. invite seek people. Counsel. Seek yeah, counsel. Invite good, right? wisdom in. Like, we should do that. Find <laughs> relationships. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. We should just, let's just stop. <laughs> No, there was a, there's been seasons where we've asked for input. Yeah. We've asked for help. Yes. Um, and that has been a a really you you're inviting people in to that believe in marriage to fight for your marriage, to yep. contend for your marriage. They have a different vantage point. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what we've done in the past. Um, and it's helped us. It yeah. really um there's been a couple times where we've just it's been helpful. Yeah. You know, and so I do want to end this by saying I loved you, Jennifer. Happy anniversary. I love you, Dwayne. Happy anniversary. And to another 20, 30 years. Hey, let's go 50. Let's get crazy. Well, we're we're hitting 29, so at least another 30. All right. Let's hit 60. Let's hit 60. I like that. Come on, church. No, I love you, and I'm so grateful for our marriage. And and I just, I believe in godly marriages. I believe in godly homes. And you know, and they're I, possible. And I think we're living in a season where there's a, a tremendous assault on the family. Yeah. And the most precious thing that we're called to, I believe, is first to our home. And so, um, I really, if you're single today, um, good things are worth waiting. Absolutely, for. wait for the gold. Yeah. And wait for the gold. Enjoy the being it. single. Absolutely. And I know there's pain in it, perhaps, but just stay there. Hold mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. God has something amazing planned. He's got something. That he yeah. can bring forth, and and then if you're in a marriage, if you're married, um, cherish your marriage, fight for your marriage, sow into your marriage, pray for your marriage, mm-hmm. invest in your marriage. That's a, it's the closest and it's the longest relationship you'll have. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. We're Roots, the Unseen Life podcast. We really like doing this, and, and hopefully uh, you like listening. If not, we're still doing it anyway. Come It'll along. Be an archive for our family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, God bless you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys again. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.